This episode of The Citadel Cafe is brought to you by listeners like you. Visit patreon.com slash the Citadel Cafe to find out how you can become a patron and help make this show possible. This is the Citadel Cafe, episode number 417 for Thursday, October 7th, 2021. My name is Joel Duggan and the Citadel Cafe is where my friends and I hang out to talk about the geeky stuff that we are into. Joining me this week, Stephen is back. You can find him at Stephen ESC on all the social media that matters. That's Stephen with a PH, by the way, if you've been paying attention. Hello, sir. Welcome back. Hello, good sir. Thanks for having me again. Of course, it has been a busy October. <laughs> Surprising, I think, no one. Um, I just feel like this fall has been a blitz of like one thing after the next. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm getting ready uh, to do the Minecraft Live coverage uh, next Saturday, so the 16th at oh, right. 1 p.m. local, 12 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, if people want to go to twitch.tv slash pixelriffs, P-I-X-L, uh, R-I-F-F-S. Uh, we're going to be covering the Minecraft Live presentation there. Uh, there's been new snapshots every week for Minecraft, so there's lots to cover on that show. Uh, and uh, then on top of that, I've also got some uh, behind-the-scenes stuff happening with my own um, Twitch organization and trying to figure out like what's next. Like, What can I do to improve the streaming experience? Because um, I participated in September... As I mean, I think a lot of people did. I mean, if you were streaming on Twitch, then you were participating. But I really tried to um, to up my streaming numbers in September. Right. Uh, for those of you that don't know, it was a promotion where Twitch was saying, new subscribers to your channel, people that pay money to support you as a streamer, were getting 20% off. And so I was trying to drive you know those numbers up uh, and was doing a lot of streaming. Not every day but darn close to every day. I think <laughs> I I think I skipped days usually where I did a podcast unless it was like a Monday night because my Monday morning podcast, that two hours of recording is like 10 a.m. So by the time 8 p.m. rolls around, my voice is fine to do another, you know, couple hours of, of talking. Um, right. But yeah, so I, I I did a lot. So I'm going over the data. I'm going over the the numbers and looking at like you know new members chatting what games did well um not surprisingly minecraft does pretty well but then i struggled to get a lot of high numbers on things like satisfactory but satisfactory is what i wanted to play during the week because where i have time to stream is often evenings and because i'm in north america and because i'm you know east in north america uh my evening is still like middle of the school day for like California mm -hmm. and stuff. And unless right. I want to stream at the wee hours of the night, which I don't, um, Minecraft is really kind of a, a non-starter. Um, and if you go around the other side of the world in Australia, that also has a huge Minecraft audience. Uh, they're on their way to school. Like they're having breakfast, you know, at 6 or 8 p.m. and going to school. So um, so it doesn't really work out for during the week for Minecraft. So I keep my Minecraft streams to like Saturday, Sunday afternoons, which of course... I mean, a lot of, especially the Eastern Seaboard, there's a lot of people home. Uh, and it works out right. well for the European market as well, because then that's around dinner time. People are usually done whatever they're out doing for the day and they're, they're home. So 
So yeah, so I've seen um, some increased. I don't think think uh, I don't think I've had any increased viewers, but I've definitely had increase in subscriptions, which is cool. Which was you know hopefully oh good yeah. But and and the, the I mean the real test is like you know does that stay true in October when the price goes back to normal, which is not a huge difference, but hopefully people have found uh, a community. But the thing that has I guess uh, excited me the most. Uh, despite the viewers not going through the roof on satisfactory, uh, we've got a number of new players in the community. They're in the Discord. We've got a satisfactory channel in the Discord. And there's a couple of people that are new to the game and I believe have been introduced to the game through my streams. Nice. And so now there's this fun little conversation with people like watching friends like discover the game for the first time and do this thing for the first time and try to you know struggle through problems and ask questions and stuff like that. So it's been really cool uh, to watch that. And the satisfactory audience in the chat has been more engaging at times. So there's a number of people, I think, in the community that are at least if they're not playing themselves, then they're at least interested in the game and they show up for those streams. And so that's really cool. That's gone up, I think, in average. Uh, it's not gangbuster numbers, but it's still more than it was in, in August when I was barely getting anybody to come in for those streams. Um, right. And it's been nice to kind of bring in some crossover people like there's some people that really want to watch satisfactory streams but then like oh okay cool i didn't know minecraft could do this or i didn't know that you played minecraft joel because they happen to be like they follow all week long and then on a saturday they're like oh you play minecraft on the weekends okay so that kind of stuff has been fun uh but i i do need to go through and i need to get better at this i know you stream as well so i'm curious as, as to whether you've done any of this on your own time <laughs> um but i need to get better at like the back end of stuff like i really need to draw some more emotes i've got like another six sub badges for like 18 months and 24 months and 36 oh, right. months. Like I need to, I need to do those. Um, and I I also haven't, I know anecdotally, like I kind of, I know the totals. I understand when I'm having a good stream versus not in terms of viewership attendance and subs and stuff like that. But uh, I haven't like really looked at the data and then held that up against things like what time of the week was I streaming? What time of the day was I streaming? What game was I streaming? How long mm. was I streaming? Did I do a double header? A lot of times on the weekend to try and introduce new, new people to new games, I'll play Minecraft for the first bit and have like, you know, I don't know, 60, 70 people in the chat. And then I'll switch over to something like Satisfactory, which would normally pull a lower number. But because there's people already there, sometimes they stick around. Now, sometimes they don't. But still, like attempting that kind of stuff, and I can go back now and look and say, like, hey, I did that like four or five times over uh, the course of September. Did it work? Were those satisfactory right. streams after Minecraft streams higher attendance, or were they just didn't matter? You know, because that's a long day. I don't necessarily want to do that all the time. Um, so that's that's what I've been trying to do this week is trying to look at the data and try and organize it in a way where I can say like, what were my average subs the last, you know, six months, you know, that kind of thing. Um, comparing that to things like, um, ads on, on Twitch, I make more than I thought I would, I was expecting pittance from ads on from Twitch. The, from the ads. Okay. Yeah. Because one, I only run them when I'm on a break. So does, they don't interrupt anything important. I don't just run them whenever. Um, not to mention subscribers don't see ads. So hmm. 
I like, and most of the time I feel like a good chunk of my audience are members of the community more often than not. So if I'm running a small stream, I don't anticipate anything from ads because I'm assuming most of the people aren't seeing them. Anyway, uh, what's cool about, about that is like, um, when I added it all up over the course of like averaging, you know, per week, per month, it, I mean, it came into something like, you know, almost $10 a month, which is like, surprising i was expecting That's impressive. i was expecting like sub five dollars for sure i was not expecting like even a cup of coffee you know like that kind of a thing um but yeah i was surprised but like i take two or three breaks per stream i run a minute long ad usually right when i stand up it's just like i stand up i hit the timer i hit the video you know we do a little break train on satisfactory whatever and i hit add and then i just walk away and i get a hmm. stretch and refresh my coffee and stuff like that and i figure it's a good opportunity to do it it reminds me to do it and it's not interrupting anything but like a break screen. So like, who cares? Plus, yeah, people exactly. pl plus people probably aren't even looking at the ad because hopefully they're also going up to use the bathroom or, you know, do whatever they need to do on the break because they know I'm going to be away for five to seven minutes. So, yeah, I just, so that was surprising. Um, I haven't really got into the rest of the data yet to see kind of like any other surprises um, other than very happy with the the increase in in subscriptions it wasn't a 200 percent increase but it was close <laughs> uh, that's pretty impressive yeah it wasn't it wasn't like we doubled it the hard part with that is that you're i have i see the total of subscriptions but that includes gift subs right so again for people that are listening that don't know someone like steven could say i really like joel's stream i'm gonna buy five subscriptions and gift it to the chat room so five individuals then get invited into the discord and they have their sub badges for the month and stuff like that so that's one person's action now whether or not those gift subs are maintained by those people in the next month is usually something to be seen so really i think the data that's going to be interesting for for subscriptions for me is going to be at the end of October to see what the retention was like where right. we spiked, but where did we land compared to August? Um, so that's going to be, going to be interesting. So do you like, do you do any of that kind of stuff? Like, do you look at like the numbers or the analytics or anything like that for, for your streaming or do you just do it for fun? Um, well, I do it mostly for fun. My viewership's not near yours. And I don't mean to say that in a competitive, competitive way. It's just, I, I do it primarily for fun. And so, you know, if I find out that at the end of a stream, I had an average of 12 people, I'm like, oh my goodness, that's a really good night. And sometimes I find I had an average of five people, but the chat was just nonstop. So it felt like a great stream anyway. So whereas you have, like, you're trying to find out what works best, trying to get your subscription up. And I understand that you're trying to make this more of a, you know, give this a more serious go as being a main part of your income. Um. But for for me, I'm still kind of at the point where I'm doing it for fun, and and I, I do pay attention to the analytics. It blows my mind that people want to pay me <laughs> <laughs> to 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 watch me play video games. It's pretty uh, yeah, it's pretty remarkable that the that the generosity in the community is out there. It's pretty phenomenal. I, I don't part of the reason I don't pay close close attention to it is because um, I don't I guess make enough to get paid every month. And so I find the interface confusing because then you have to remember when you last got paid out. Right. Set the start date for that. And then like I, I always mess up that interface and which annoys me because I'm a graphic designer and the fact that oh, it should be an so easy terrible. interface. Yeah, like you pick the start on one side and the end on the other. It looks like you're it looks like it just two calendars side by side, like you're supposed to pick a start date and end date. And if it's in the same month, great. But no, it in that either way. Yeah. 
Yeah, the, the back end um, UI of Twitch could use some real help because that's the thing. Like, you can you can download the data into like a comma separated value sheet, but then like, and I've not tried that yet, but I don't know whether they're going to separate things like mm. gift, gift subs from regular subs from Prime subs and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, the graphic design part could be could be definitely like yeah. the, the UI part of the back end could be more user friendly. That's that's been true of Twitch since I joined though. Um, yeah but like you yeah. can get data from like there's like a the last 30 days last two weeks last week or something but mm -hmm. i i really and truly want a button that says since last payout boop show me like you know how many subscribers yeah. have i gotten for, for me because it'd be like yeah. in the past two and a half to three months how many subscribers and gift subscribers are like mm -hmm. to see the breakdown and, and then be able to go okay well that's pretty good and then and then see where the peaks and things are over the course of that pay period that would be just more useful to me or at least i feel like it would be but it's um yeah i look at it less than you do mostly because i'm i'm still i'm really enjoying it very grateful that people want to support the stream but it's um it's like paid fun <laughs> yeah oh for sure and and it's it's also engagement and uh i know you've mentioned at least once on the podcast here before about just like you know everybody's at home during the pandemic and and doing their part to kind of like minimize a lot of times they're outside, you know, adventures plus winter in Canada, just is just a lot of home mm. time anyway. Uh, and so yep. it provides that kind of engagement too. Like I really, I like it sometimes when, you know, even if there's a large population in chat, if it's only a handful of people chatting, but it's a really engaging conversation, that's really much more entertaining than a hundred people all asking the same question over and over again. Cause they just exactly. got there. You know what I mean? Like it just, yeah. it's a little bit deeper for, of a conversation. I'm trying to remember what we were talking about the other day on my stream. That was really interesting and like wasn't focused on the game per se it was it was a tangent thing it was like we, we were talking about <laughs> new world or we were talking like we were talking about a video game or or a marvel or something you know maybe the nice. what if series it was something along those lines where it was nerdy and in the wheelhouse but it wasn't about what i was doing at the time and so the conversation just kind of went off the not off the rails but it went down the tunnel of like oh cool we're talking about this now uh, maybe nice. it was people talking about Dune or something without spoilers, but they were just kind of like talking about how they enjoyed the process or the the film. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's been it's been interesting when you have those kind of like takeaways. Like I can walk away from a stream feeling great about it and having mm -hmm. not made a dime, right? Um, yeah. And so and that's the kind of stuff where like it's only when I do that during the work week where I kind of think like, okay, do I want to do more of this or less of this? You know, if I do more of it, it has to be kind of worth my time. But I also track all that stuff weekly and it's a lot easier to do that than it is to like remember the last time, like you, for you, like when you've got to remember the last payout and yeah, Twitch doesn't do that very well at all. Yeah. Um, and they just kind of compare it like this stream to your last stream, but like, but that doesn't make any, you can't compare that because if you streamed on a Friday night or a Thursday night at seven compared to a Saturday morning at 11, like you're going to get a very different crowd. Oh, yeah. Like that doesn't correlate at all. Um, so it's hard in, in that respect. But anyway, that's what I've been up to. Um, what have you been up to nice. in the last little while? Um, well, I guess uh, to go back to our Baristica conversation from back in April, um, it was my birthday last month and I got, I upgraded my razor. <laughs> So oh, nice, yeah. I mean, as you know, we've chatted about it. I've got that that Wilkinson double edge or Wilkin double edge sword. No, the Wilkinson <laughs> sword, <laughs> double edge safety razor, because it's the same one you have. But it's you know we we both picked it up for twenty bucks just because it's cheap, environmentally friendly, 
replacement blades are like pennies. So it was for me, I got it because I think I mentioned I just wanted to see if I even liked it, if I enjoyed it before I spent the money on a more expensive one. And then even still, I just kind of hummed and hawed and it's like, ah, do I want to see? You know, there are good reviews of this one, but they're also kind of scathing reviews of this one. And I just, I just wasn't sure. And then finally, I just found one that sort of checked all the right boxes for me. It's, uh, it's, it's called the, um, well, it's, it's made by Henson Shaving. So it's, it's called the AL13. It's AL for aluminum. So it's lighter than the one that you and I currently have, which threw okay. me off at first because I was finally getting used to the weight. But it's basically, it's, it's designed, uh, manufactured, packaged, and shipped from Canada. So like for me, it was like, okay, cool. And not that everything has to be from Canada, but it just sometimes feels like it's hard to find a made-in-Canada product. So when I saw that, I'm like, this is fantastic. Great. Oh, lifetime warranty? Another checkbox. Absolutely. Um, and the fact that it's got really tight tolerances and meant for people with sensitive skin, that's me. Check the third box. It's awesome. And, you know, it comes with a, a box of five blades like ours did as well. And it's not that it's a huge deal, but it's it's the Astra blade. And it's, it's the first time that I had used the Astra blade. So then I, I went on Amazon to find out um, what the replacement cost for those are. And it's a hundred of them for $15, which blew my mind. So, um, for, I mean, the razor itself, I, I love because... Uh, have you have you used the other one yet? Yep. Okay. For for people that don't know, because it's audio podcast, I have a beard most of the time. Even in the summer, it's very <laughs> short. I do shave my neck, like I I keep it very short and trim in the summertime. Uh, but then winter into even April, um, I have a beard, like a full beard, and so again, I'm not using a razor as often. Trim the cheek line, you know, neckline, that kind of thing. I did try the um the Wilkinson sword at least once like clean shaven and it was fine like i enjoyed the experience but i'm still using because i only ever use it to trim cheeks and and necklines i i still use the same blade like i haven't even changed the razor in it because i wouldn't need to like you're supposed to change them like what twice a month if you're shaving every day um i think it's what i read on this site it's you can get like four to seven shaves out of it so i think depending on the coarseness of yeah yeah, if you yeah. shave every day, which I, I can't. I shave like once or twice a week because I've got I've got issues. <laughs> so it's just like my hair doesn't grow nearly as fast as it would need to to shave every single day. So um Yeah, I'm unlike you in the sense that I'm I get like time wise more time out of a blade. Not not necessarily more shaves than the average person, but I get more time out of a blade than the average person, so it's funny for a while there. I was uh, <laughs> I would text Joel every once in a while. Did you try it yet? Did you try it yet? <laughs> and you still had some disposable ones left, so it just like you had to get through those first before you can, could even try this razor. I was just kind of curious to see whether you liked it or not. Just being a little child to see if like does he like it like I like it. I like the feel of it. I mean, it was tricky to shave with the first time, but it, I I got used to it quite quickly. Like it, yeah. before I finished that first shave, I was like, okay, I kind of get it. The thing that I found very tricky, which was, I mean, obviously the thing with a um, cartridge razor that, that you get used to growing up with, if that's all you've ever used, uh, is going around your chin and like jaw lines and stuff like that. It's a mm-hmm. different ball game with a safety oh, yeah. razor. Um, so, but I was also first time, I was also really taking my time. So like, it's not like yeah. I was, I felt 
it was too out of my wheelhouse. But it's, again, I, I've also, I don't remember the last time where clean shaven was something that I sported on a regular basis. It was probably, mm. I was probably still a student, maybe. I'd have to go back and, and look at photos. I know. Oh, so when you when you sported it on a regular basis, you mean? Yeah, like yeah. when I when I was clean shaven a lot of the time. It certainly was within the last twenty years. I've certainly done it, but like, um, I've had a short beard for a very long time. Like you go back mm -hmm. and look at like vacation photos and Christmas photos and stuff like that, and like, and that's the thing. Like you you find the holidays where you're gonna get dressed up, you know, get a haircut, that kind of thing. And if I'm clean shaven, then I probably would have been keeping that a fair amount. But if I'm not clean shaven, then you know, I would have, I would have trimmed it down and neat and tidy for, for Christmas, but otherwise I would not bother. <laughs> like, um, right. when I, you know, most of the time I shave about once a week, just, just with the trimmers, which I mean, I'm not even doing that now cause I'm trying to grow it out. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, the, the really in-depth conversation we had about it for people that are curious was on a barista cut, which is a bonus episode of, uh, of the show that we released to patrons. And that was, 399 episode number 399 on mm. the barista cut um or the the barista cut that accompanied episode 399 i can't right. believe that was april like i know i was trying i actually went back <laughs> through the podcast i'm like that was just like a, a couple months ago right scrolls 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 mm -hmm. oh my gosh yeah no it's been a while yeah yeah but you're happy with the new one and you're happy with I the, am, the yeah. cheaper blade love it yeah it well the the blade the the razor itself is more expensive uh it was like it's a 89.99 canadian plus tax plus shipping so it came to about 120 total but it was a birthday gift i used money from my birthday to get it so i nice. yeah i think i had to spend three dollars of yeah i had to spend three dollars of my own money just to kind of put it over the purchase edge there but it's um the, the thing i like about it the most is like i think i mentioned it in april as well that the toughest part of the two typical safety razors it's it's rounded along the top so you've got to find that i uh, like that ideal 30 degree angle that doesn't cut yourself but cuts the hair so you mm -hmm. have to kind of rock it back and forth a little bit so you're either cutting it not enough cutting it too much um but this like the the edges on this one it's it's flat and the way you tighten the blade down it puts it at exactly the 30 degree angle you need so if you're if you're at the wrong angle the blade's not touching your face so it's just not shaving and if it if you've got it at the right angle, it's shaving the hair. So it's right. It's it's so nice. Like it's yeah. I could. I've, I've I seen could gush that about graphic. it, but the reality is, I just I just like it. It's so yeah. Good. I've seen that image because, of course, after I published the show and put it out on social media and stuff like that, uh, even with like like and the web searches I would have had to do to get images oh, for yeah. the show art and stuff like that, just. <laughs> You know, Facebook and Instagram were just like, you want a new razor ad, like constantly for about a week. <laughs> um, so, and I do, I do follow some, some beard guys on TikTok that do like they're barbers or they've got a very big beard and they're, they've won like competitions and they'll share like tips and tricks for like, you know, trimming and ideas and things like that. So, and as a result, you get a lot of ads for, you know, shaving stuff, either it's beard balm or, or, or combs right. or if you're looking at someone that's trimming a beer, then you get like electric trimmers and razors. Something that I'd like to get up because this this is the thing that I found very difficult with the sword, which surprisingly I can do with a cartridge razor, is trim the edge of my beard with a razor. Like, you know, use the cartridge razor to have a clean line from your ear to your, you know, to the corner of your mouth and all that right. kind of stuff. 
um, did not find that very easy with the sword because the Wilkinson, it's such a big head on the razor. Like you can't see around it. Yeah. And I was trying to gauge where I was shaving and I just, so I found that very tricky. So I ended up doing that with like, um, with a, a cartridge razor. Um, but I wouldn't mind having like something that you could put a razor blade in and you see them all the time on like barber videos and they use them to clean the, the edges of things for, for people like sideburns and, and beards where it just takes the same thing. It puts, it puts the razor blade in what looks like a, like a pocket knife. It looks like a little switch. Oh, you know, like a little, the straight razor. Yeah. Straight razor, but it's not a straight razor. Like they, they, it's got a blade in it. So it's, there's a proper oh, straight I razor, see. but then there's, there's the, right. it's a, it's a plastic handle or looks like a plastic handle that has what, we would see as a razor blade in it. It's just that instead of the blade, instead of um, a straight razor, it's just, um, it's got a hinge on it. So like it's for people that want to trim like the corners of mustaches or goatees or things like that and see what they're doing because the blade is mm. out there plain to see. It's not a not a safety right. razor. Um, so anyway, that's something I wouldn't mind looking into. I'm sure it exists. I just haven't had the time to look on Amazon to figure out <laughs> Yeah. To figure out what's going well, on. That would make you a braver man than I. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's not like I would shave my whole face like that. It's more about just like you know trimming those spare hairs that are just kind of like Fair all enough. over the place. What? Do, when do you do you use a brush? Because this is something I almost picked up. Right. Was was a brush for so? Because I just used my hand. The one time I did it, I just used my hands. Because like I'm not going to go out and buy all the things, and unless I'm going to stay clean shaven, which I wasn't. Um, yeah. Um. I don't because. Um. I find it left my skin feeling itchy, like just the uh, the rubbing of the brush huh. on my face. I don't know if it was because um, I had gotten it from a friend who didn't use it, and it may have been actual like animal hair of some kind. So I don't know if I was irritated because it was a natural animal hair, and it was just it just it just left my skin feeling itchy afterwards. So I actually use um, shaving soap, um, actually from a, a local soap maker. The uh, business is called Ocean May Soaps. I wasn't originally planning on talking about this, but cool. they've got an original, like a, a a really nice smelling shaving bar. It's like, I think it's $9, eight or $9. And thing lasts forever. I I swear the last bar I had, because it, again, I don't shave very often. It lasted me almost a year, if not a year. Wow. And so between $9 for the shaving soap and, you know, 15 cents a blade or whatever for shaving the the cost of me shaving has dropped drastically and yes this razor is 90 bucks plus tax and shipping but you know i, I did the math on this like if i if i go ahead and buy the 100 blades for 15 dollars um even if like i, I at, at the worst for me say i shave twice a week and only got four out of the four to seven shaves per blade that 100 pack would still last me almost four years of shaving yeah <laughs> So like my razor and blades paid for themselves like crazy. Yeah, it's it's a it's weird and wild the different, you know, brands and different things that people have. There's mm -hmm. definitely a couple of things that rise to the top. Like I see a lot of the same uh I think it's Rocky Mountain Beard Company is like something that just their stuff is right. just everywhere. They're obviously pretty yeah. popular, but I think a lot of that has to do with also middle of the road pricing. Like it's not, it's beard balm, it's beard oil, it's, it's, um, you know, shaving cream and shaving soap with a brush. Like they have this sets and gift sets and things like yeah. that, but nothing to me was like, oh gosh, that looks expensive. It was all like, that's about right for a quality product. You look at it, I would pay, you know, $40 for that gift pack, like that kind of thing. So it could be mm -hmm. just the fact that they're popular because they're probably good enough 
but also affordable for people to try right. them out. Um, but yeah, you, there's a rabbit hole for everything online. Oh my goodness, shaving yeah. <laughs> is definitely definitely one of them. Um, that's for sure. Moving on into what we have been watching, or in my case, playing. Uh, I finally, uh, and I'll be talking with Brockett more about this later in the month because uh, he's going to be excited, finally have access to Marvel's Avengers on mm. Xbox Game Pass. This was the 2020 game release uh, that was the third person kind of adventure game where you follow um, Kamala Khan, which is one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you about it as well, Stephen. Nice. Uh, Miss Marvel through the adventure of um, this, uh, this, this Marvel game. And uh, they do a really good job of kind of like kicking you off and getting you to use all of the Marvel heroes in the first 15 to 20 minutes of gameplay, maybe a little bit more hmm. than that. And then you go on the main story. Uh, so the trailer is out there for people to watch. It's pretty much the opening game sequence, really, when you when you look at it. But the, the setup was really cool and how they teach you the tutorial was um you're controlling kamala khan but she's like 12 and you're going to avenger day uh you've written a fan fiction comic which you have <laughs> sent into the avengers and uh you then have to go to the avenger day which is it looks like a convention um and go around and if you want to be on the vip deck then you have to collect all the different comics from all the different booths well every booth treat teaches you a different game mechanic like if you tap x it's a quick punch if you tap y it's a longer hold and like all this kind of stuff so eventually you get all the comics and then you you move on uh, nice. but then something bad happens and uh avengers day is canceled because there's explosions on the golden gate bridge and you have to you know the avengers have to go save the day so they they stop the speeches about the comic books and they have to say all right suit up let's go blah 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 um and in that time space, you then get to control each one of the Avengers as they're taking part in this story, rescuing people from the Golden Gate Bridge. And hmm. you start off with Thor. Like, they don't start you off light. <laughs> it's, you get to use Thor immediately, <laughs> uh, which is fun. Uh, and a lot of it has to do with the sound design uh, because there's something very unique about both in the Disney it's different than Disney, but it's a, it's similar in this as well. But in the Marvel Disney films, like when Thor hits someone with Mjolnir, it makes like a metallic, almost almost like a bong. You know, it's like hitting someone with a, with a really heavy frying pan. Like it has a very unique kind of like airy sound to it. But there's also a lot of weight to it as well. Mm -hmm. And so when these guys come up and somebody has hijacked shield weapons, basically Tony made weapons. They were supposed to be for shield. Somebody hijacked the shipment. And so you got all these people coming at you. So you're not killing anybody because they're people, you know. Um, but then Thor gets to like uh, just ream people with this hammer. And it's very <laughs> similar mechanics. Uh, it's hard. I find it difficult with the melee characters. It's 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 more satisfying with the other guys. But um, basically all you have to do is face in the direction of a bad guy. Like kind of press your directional controller towards them and hit the x button and you will do your best to close the gap between you and hit them so hmm. uh you don't necessarily have to be right on top of them there are a couple of moments like that cap doesn't have a big range so when you get to use cap i did a lot of air punching which doesn't make you feel very badass when you're basically jabbing the air in front of a bad guy because <laughs> they're not close enough um 
but then they they kind of also introduce you to all the different game mechanics which is like as you fight people you build up i can't remember what it's called they throw so many mechanics at you so quickly that it's hard to remember the names of all of them but essentially you've got like the bumper buttons on the xbox controller and if you build up enough let's say rage when you're hulk if you hit that right. button then everything you do for the next like 30 seconds is just like over the top like everything is destroyed you're just hitting six people at once um and and so that's really satisfying so you're just kind of doing all that kind of stuff and with four of course like you hit that button and he calls down some lightning and then when he hits one guy chain lightning hits like six people so you feel badass like immediately <laughs> uh it's very very cool and then they throw you into iron man you've got to fly around and shoot stuff that wasn't very easy i was missing left right and center that i did not feel like a very good iron man um but surprisingly um when they switch you over to play as black widow you really do feel badass because she's got guns like you're just she's not mm. she, for the first part of the battle until the person comes down i'm trying not to spoil anything for people that are want to play it but like when you get into a fist fight with somebody it's also very good because of course black widow does all those flips and like you know counters and things like that but for the first of the while the person is like in the air and so you're just you got two handguns and you're just wailing on them and it's it's more rapid fire than you expected it to be like she means business and hmm. it's it's nice. fun and that was and then again it was really cool because again like you're playing as like thor and iron man and then they switch you over to black widow and you're just like i hope this feels as good and it really does it really does feel that good um and then they give you hulk and <laughs> this like i've had some like big characters in video games before uh but the vibration in the controller is key because <laughs> of course every time you move you, you know yeah vibration happens and the bridge the golden gate bridge is falling apart and i promise i'm not going to just like describe the entire entire like first intro scene but as the bridge is falling apart things are falling down and as you're jumping as the hulk because you can't fly or anything like thor and iron man um you can you're basically like grabbing onto the sides of like falling pieces of concrete and like, and when you grab onto it, you're like sticking your fingers into the asphalt mm. and, then, and then leaping up, you know, like a, uh, like Spider-Man sort of deal. And, and so all that has like vibrations, there's explosions around, and then you're up in the air and you're flying down into like, there's a group of four or five guys in the ground and the, and the game says, press your Y button for a heavy attack. I'm just like on board <laughs> like let's see what this does and of course Sign like me yeah he puts both hands together in, in like a double fist and like hits oh, the yeah. hulk smash the ground of course and the guys just go flying and then it's like you know press and hold x to grab an opponent and i was like what so it's not exactly what hulk does to loki in avengers but it's real close <laughs> so a lot of the other avengers they can they can use like a a ranged weapon you know like thor can throw his hammer um uh black widow's got either her shock bracelets but also she has guns um but then with hulk you can't really throw anything well closest thing to throw is another bad guy so you can basically pick up one bad guy and either use it like a bat and hit other people with the bad guy or throw him <laughs> which i thought was nice. cool and then i tried just out of like habit of using the controls uh, to throw when there wasn't anything to throw and hulk just reaches down and rips up a piece of the road and throws it at people <laughs> it's just like <laughs> love it there is some inventive stuff happening and so it feels really good off the get-go and then it just kind of all comes to a grinding halt avengers lose spoiler 
Um, fast forward five years and the Avengers have been disbanded. Uh, Tony Stark is broke. Like just everything has gone to huh. hell in a handbasket. But you are still following the story of Kamala Khan. And so you are now older. Uh, I want to say she's a teenager. She looks to be, she's still living at home, but I don't know whether she's like a high school student. I get the idea that she's a little bit older than that. Um, but she's still an Avengers fan. Like she's still kind of like a geeky fan. Okay. So she's, she has, doesn't have any superpowers. No, yeah, she does. As of yet. Yeah. Okay. So the story in the game is that there's an explosion. The Chimera aircraft carrier is destroyed and the subsequent explosion puts like some sort of crazy gas over San Charging Francisco gas, yeah. and a lot of people start getting powers. Right. And so you're, and they're being cataloged and either they disappear or whatever. So there, I don't know yeah. exactly where it goes cause I haven't read the comics, but she's got powers. And so She's trying to break into some top secret thing. She gets hacked or she's hacking in. Then she gets caught. And then AIM, this um, organization, is, is out to try and get her. So you've got to run across rooftops and start jumping and using your stretchy hands and stuff to, to do things. Uh, it's a little clunky at first because you, you have to watch for the cues in the game to say you can actually make this jump. Um, right. So... Like things like there's white scratches on walls that you can climb and you got to look for those and it's nighttime. So they're hard to see at first and daylight is really easy to tell where to go. But in at, at nighttime, you just kind of, you have to look for like that wooden ramp that really shouldn't be there other than like, you should jump here, <laughs> you know, like that kind of game <laughs> mechanic you, um, but it's really fun. Like after a while, um, and, and I'll fast forward to later on, once you get more of her powers, um, as she's discovering them herself, as she's testing herself to do more, uh, you can do things like um, stretch your leg to do like a big jump. And that mm -hmm. feels way more secure and way more powerful and fun than jumping off and like grabbing the edge of a building that was just outside of your grasp. Now you can just easily make most jumps because you can just, a combination of like stretching off with one nice. leg, bounding forward, and then using your hand like a whip and grabbing whatever's hanging off the building next to you. And the way that the game is 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 designed, it's not an open world. Like you're meant to basically follow a story path. So if you're jumping over something and there's something that you should grab onto, you're going to do it. There's no aiming. You just kind of, you tap, right. the, tap the A button twice. She shoots her hand out, grabs the thing, swings like Spider-Man. It's great. So it really makes you feel awesome. And it, nice. it handles itself very well in later on in combat as you really take off in the story and you start to try to figure out what the heck happened to the Avengers. Cause you don't think it was their fault. You you're too much of a big fan as, as Miss Marvel, as Kamala Khan. Uh, Cause I don't think you're even calling yourself Miss Marvel yet um, to believe that the Avengers did this on purpose or were to blame for this tragedy. Um, plus you want to get to the bottom of what's going on with your own powers. And so when you engage other people in battle, once you've unlocked all these different abilities, it is ridiculous. Like you can like, because you don't have to cross that gap, you look left and you hit X and her arm shoots out four feet and just punches a guy. And then yeah. if you tap the button the other way to the other guy that's coming at you from behind and hit the other button, she'll smack him with a hand the size of a door. And it's just, and these people go flying and you can engage like six or seven opponents at once. If you jump, and this is the problem I have with a lot of the other melee characters like Thor, Cap, and Iron Man. When I using them, when you jumped, it was very hard to then engage because you basically, you're not punching anything. You're not close enough. 
But with Kamala Khan, if you're in the air and you jump and you jump and you punch, you're still going to punch the next thing, the closest bad guy to you. And so it just becomes this like spaghetti fight of like punch left, punch right, under your arm, spin around, through the leg, twist around. Oh, didn't see you there, smack. And the whole time she's saying really quippy, fun stuff because she's yeah. a kid. <laughs> and so it felt it felt like Spider-Man. Like if, if I was to, I had never played the this PS4, uh, PS5 Spider-Man games because I just don't have access. But I know that they're very similar to the Batman games where you're open world, you get to swing around, stuff like that. And I would imagine that this is probably about as close as I'm going to come unless I ever get to play those games. But it it felt really good. Like I I know I'm on rails. Like I get that I'm on a story and it's not open world, but I'm okay with that. You know, like I got to team up with Bruce Banner and, and my first missions were as the Hulk and I got to do a bunch of stuff. And one of the missions was basically like, this facility is doing a bunch of bad stuff. Go in and destroy all the hard drives everywhere. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like you're the Hulk. <laughs> like yeah. just, the mission is basically smash all the things, including the bad guy robots. And so to keep it less violent, once you're in the future of five years from now, aim the bad guys that they throw at you is just robots. It's repetitive. It's basically like the age of Ultron that the film, like, you know, when Ultron yeah. has all the robots, that's basically what it is. It means that Hulk can rip something in half and it's not going to be terribly exactly. violent. Um, but, uh, my gosh, like everything in these levels is destructible to a point, like almost everything. So <laughs> if it looks like it can blow up, punch it because it will, and it will feel <laughs> really good, are. you know? And then you get like that superpower. You're just like, oh, I don't want to run around and punch all of these things. Like, I mean, after a while you're like, okay, I get it. I can destroy all the things, but this is a little bit like, I need to move on. I feel that there's a sense of urgency in the mission and you don't want to just walk around and, and punch everything. And so when you, when you have the abilities unlocked, you can do that thing where Hulk like claps his hands together and sends it a shockwave. Oh, right. So like you finished the last yes. enemy that was trying to stop you from destroying this bank of like 16 hard drives and you just do one swing and just clap your hands and the whole room just basically disintegrates. <laughs> like it's just, there. there's definitely some OP moves in this. They do a good job of making you feel pretty badass. Um, now, all of that said, uh, it's been really fun to have a good experience on the Xbox because I've had some, I've had some back and forth on some of the games that I've been playing. Uh, this isn't without some things that kind of have faltered for me. Um, there's a choice at the beginning of the game from a technical like perspective. It's been upgraded for Series X and S. For what that means for people is that um, optimized means it's going to run at like 4K, 60 frames a second, uh, mm. etc. But in order to do that, this game is going to drop the quality a little bit. So things like the lighting, some of the texture details might be a little bit lower but you'll get 4K 60 frames a second of gameplay. Nice. Or you can go with high quality and be like, no, 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 I want all the ray, I don't know if it uses ray tracing, but I, I want all the lighting effects. Like I want everything to look like as good as it can be. But then it says, depending on your setup, you might get, you know, the target is six or 30 frames per second. And you'll still get 4K, but it's going to be a little bit different. Well, my TV does not really like it when things are less mm. than 4K 60 uh and uh i've even had issues where i'll watch things like disney plus in dolby digital on the tv not through the xbox so there's something about the xbox and the tv uh in game mode that it just doesn't always like you know what's going on uh, i bought That's the tv bad. specifically for xbox game mode um 
because it was meant to be a good gaming TV with low latency. Uh, but it doesn't have, I don't think I get 120 hertz at 4K. I think I get 120 hertz at something like 2K. Um, so, but again, not anything that I'm going to notice. However, with things like Netflix through the Xbox, I will notice a quality shift. Whereas if I just watch Xbox directly on the TV, because it's a smart TV, I don't see those things. So it's got something right. to do with how the Xbox is handling things. Anyway, Strange. Um, yeah. So with this, uh, with the game, I played it on the 30 frames per second because I thought like, I don't need this to be like crazy, like, you know, 60 frames a second. I, I'm okay with just, I'd rather have the 4K and have it look really nice and pretty. And even on the early level, even on the training level, I noticed that the gra it felt watery, like things had soft edges when I moved the camera. And I was just like, let me just check to see if I can do this quickly in game. Like, do I have to restart or reset or, or, or exit out to change this thing? Nope, it's just a setting in the menu. You can find it when you're playing in the pause menu oh, and change, nice. it, change it back, yeah. And the, the difference was palpable. Like all of a sudden I was just like, oh, okay, I if this is an action game, I want it to be smooth compared to shiny um so i'm going with i'm going with the the 4k at 60 fps so the optimized for um action not for high quality uh nice. however i am noticing some scenes the lighting is rough like there was a scene okay imagine any low budget 90s sitcom where the character is <laughs> big air quotes outside at a payphone <laughs> <laughs> and right. they're very clearly on a sound stage <laughs> with a light over, you know, like it's yeah. really obvious that they're indoors um, or like the backyards at like, you know, on home improvement or who's the boss. Right. Like just, they're not outside. <laughs> you know, if there's a white picket fence and there's a tree. You can't see the pot that the tree is in, but there's a tree there. Um, so stuff like that. Uh, there's a moment where, Kamala Khan is actually at a payphone and it it feels like soundstage. And you're just like, this is a video game. Like there's no reason for this to look like it's at a soundstage, yeah, even if the lighting is is dimmed down for my settings. So there's some scenes like that that really do uh, fall flat. Um, however- did, did you try scenes like that, like in both lighting settings or because it was just, it played once and that was it, you didn't have a chance to go no, back? No, I didn't have a chance to go back because they're cinematics. Like I don't want to pause right. them in the middle of, because there's, a, so this is the other thing is that the voice acting in the game is phenomenal. Uh, nice. I'm going to miss the, I've got the IMDb open here, but like it's, it's heavy hitters. Uh, Nolan North, Troy Baker, Laura Bailey, Travis Willingham, Jeff Sheen, and a couple of others. Um, Sandra Sand, or sorry, Sandra Saad, uh, is Kamala Khan. She's fantastic. Uh, so there's like big voice acting in video games in in the in the the game. Um, really, really well done. Like Bruce Banner, uh, which is Troy Baker, uh, really, really good. Like just hmm. the subtlety. It feels like real conversation most of the time. Um, so that kind of stuff is is really good. And as such, I don't want to interrupt it and say like, let me just try to play that again or do that again in better lighting or something like that. So I haven't I haven't done that. Um, and really, it's happening so little in terms of the lighting quality that it's not really something that's taking me out that much. Because most of the time you're not in a cutscene. Most of the time you're actually going through the levels and you're fighting the bad guys. And there's a spot where. Um, Kamala Khan is, is trying to find the Chimera, the downed uh, aircraft carrier, uh, helicarrier. And she's going through Utah in like 
um, a ravine with like a river going through it and stuff. Funny thing, I've been in Utah. Like I have done these kinds of hikes. And in that gameplay, dude, it was beautiful. Like it felt, <laughs> it felt familiar. And I kind of perked nice. up and went like, okay, they nailed this. Like they really, That's cool. really were paying attention. The lighting looked great. And this wasn't a cutscene. This was the gameplay. Like I had to duck under bushes and jump over ravines and stuff like that. Like it was, it was very, very cool. It's a made up place. It's not a real location. I don't think it might be modeled after something, but like still it was, man, details. Cool. Yeah, no, it was really, really cool. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of the park that I was at that it reminded me of. It was somewhere in the middle of Utah on my way to Zion and I'm blanking on the name of it right now. I'll try to look it up. Um, but anyway, it was very, very cool. Um, so there are, there are things that stand out like that, that, that I'm not too worried about. Um, the voice acting and the cutscenes. um, I, I'll forgive the animation because the voice acting is so good, but there are still moments when like there's times when it's a close up on Kamala where it's just like, wow, this is a video game. Like if it wasn't for her hair, I would be completely blown away. Um, the nice. hair in the game is bad. Brockett said it when he first brought it up on the show, uh, like a year ago, uh, <laughs> it is, it's not any better. Like it, it is not great, especially banner Bruce. Like it just, not only does it just look like really fake video game hair. It's also like who decided that that hairstyle was what banner was going to have. Like it's, awful mm. it's like your dad's haircut from the 70s um anyway <laughs> the that kind of the hair pulls me out of it all the time which is too bad um but the other thing that that is a, a mistake that i will be hammering on and it's not so much lip sync because that can be good and bad i also have very low expectations in terms of in-game cut scenes with lip sync it's usually garbage. That's they've for whatever reason games have just never been able to pull this off. It's pretty good in in a lot of cases, especially if it's an important scene like a dramatic scene with Kamala and her dad, or a dramatic scene with um, you know even just Kamala talking to herself as she does quite a bit. Um, but there are moments in main conversations where the voice acting has stopped. And the character that was talking is still doing gestures. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, did no one watch this back? You know, like someone's like pop bobbing their head and like gesturing with their hand as they're talking about, oh, I was going over this way. And then I went over that way. And then they're done talking. And then they still bob a couple more times. And it's like, <laughs> could you just tighten that up a little bit? Like, it, just, it looks ridiculous. It's like you have half the time you expect Jim Henson to come out from behind a curtain and be like, you moved him too far. <laughs> just yeah. why, why? It's like one of those 90s zelda games or something like that where they just they have a repeated motion that they do over and over again yeah yeah and that happens a lot with secondary characters uh that happens with um i don't remember it happening with the conversations with kamala and bruce so far but like there's been some moments where i'm just like ah oh, that's unfortunate because that really takes me out of it i mean again there are some good lip sync and there's some awful lip sync as well just like stop the mouth from moving when the character stops talking it's kind of mm -hmm. like basic science. I'm not expecting like amazing lip sync, but I, <laughs> I would hope that, you know, the bare minimum would be dialed in. So there's been some stuff like that. Um, the major critic um, reviews of the game really come down on the end game, but I don't care about the end game. I'm playing this for the story. I've got no desire to do like multiplayer, you know, build up my character stuff. There's a oh, yeah. whole lot in this game that I give zero shits about. Like, 
I'm opening up these chests <laughs> as I find them and they're shield chests and I get gear in them. There's a chest plate, uh, a bracelet, uh, gloves, and not a helmet, but there's some, there's, there's some other piece that you get. Um, but it's just like, you don't see any of it. You're not wearing armor. It's these digital upgrades or dig I don't even know what mm. they call it. They're, they're just, it's just a way, all it is, is just you collecting stuff during the missions of the single player so that when you beat the game and you want to go on and play multiplayer, it's a way for people to like play multiplayer and be able to have like stats. It's all it right. is. So it's useless. It doesn't even look cool. Um, and it, there are other things that you can unlock um, that might be kind of fun down the line, like um, different costumes. Like Kamala Khan has got a bunch of different costumes you can choose from. And most of it is for real money uh, or you can build up the points, you know, as you collect stuff or as you unlock parts of the mission, you might be have access to like, you know, a blue uniform or a green uniform or something like that. So that's kind of cool. Um, Cause I think it would be fun, especially if you had like, um, I saw one of them for cap was um, like the, the retro like world war one uniform. Like if you wanted to run around the game dressed in a retro uniform, as opposed to something more modern, then you could do that too. So I thought that was right. kind of cool. Um, nice. But it, yeah, but I mean, it's a good game. Uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I'm kind of like, it's just, it's just fun enough to forgive any of the shortcomings. I know I'm on rails. I know I'm just going to have to go through whatever this kind of story is. I'm pretty m sure I'm going to be beating up robots for the entirety of this game. Like, I don't think it's, <laughs> they're just going to get a little bit bigger. Maybe some of them are going to have shock weapons like this. Just, it's really not going to be something extraordinary. Um, but uh, I'm having fun with it. I enjoy the, the way that they, um, they build in the characters. They've created something interesting that's separate from the films, you know, like, you're five years into the future. The Avengers are not a thing. No one likes them anymore. Like, so there's all these different things that are, that are out there. Uh, you're hmm. trying to get to the bottom of the, the, what did you call it? Gas, something gas. Uh, Terrigen gas. Terrigen gas. You're trying to get to the bottom of the Terrigen gas, what it does. How do people have abilities? Can they cure people? Do they want to be cured? Like there's all this kind of, there's all these cool questions that I don't know the answers to, hmm. but you, I think it's, if you can find it for switch, uh, or if you um, if you ever have an opportunity, I think knowing what you um, have told me about Kamala Khan and, and the fact yeah. that you're a fan, I think you would get an absolute kick out of out of playing this game. Quite literally, you get to kick bad guys with like, rubber feet. <laughs> it's it's quite it's quite fun. She is more fun than I was expecting her to be. I kind of was worried that I was going to be like ugh, muscling through the levels, waiting for the next time I get to control an Avenger. But I mean, I got to play Hulk right off the bat. And I was yeah. perfectly happy beating up bad guys immediately after that with Kamala Khan. It was different, but it was fun. Well, when you said at first, you know, she was kind of doing this and you had to jump over and barely catch on to stuff. I was thinking, man, that's, that's weird because that's not how it went. But then when you said, that's not how the comics went. And then when you started to talk about how her abilities, when she got used to her abilities, then she could stretch and reach and then she could punch at a distance. And there's a big door-sized fist i'm like yep yeah, okay cool this is right out of the comics now yeah there's even so, a moment where like you do something epic and she's like whoa nice so i can do that now like she just like she just kind of learns because i mean the one thing that i i would say that is a little bit hard with kamala because they do get you off to the races with the main characters and then they put you in kamala's shoes and you've got to build up your abilities with her so mm -hmm. 
you want to be OP, but you it's a video game. You have to beat levels to be OP. Like you have to go through the story. And the cool thing is like they're not locking it behind um, like grinding for points or uh, like leveling up per se. It's story beats. Like you only really get to use your ability when you get to the point in the story where aim corners you and you have to smash a bunch of robots because you've been running for most of the, like there's a stealth mission. There's like, you have to run and avoid and climb buildings and run because you're scared. Um, it's not until they corner you when you realize, well, I guess I'm going to have to fight. And then that's when she mm. gets to, that's when things really start to open up because then you can use your jumping and your grabbing while you're also fighting. Nice. Uh, yeah. Her ranged ability is great too, because you, you zoom in like you're shooting a gun, but instead of shooting a gun, you just kind of like shoot your fist out on, her, on the end of your arm. <laughs> And punch stuff. It's good. It's it's like, but you zoom in that. almost like you got a scope on a gun, and then he's like, "Book!" It's gonna bop robots in the head. It's uh, cool. yeah, it's fun. That sounds like it aligns with the comic book really well, which is cool. So that's it for me. What have you been up to? Well, I'm gonna start off just by saying this, and I and I know it sounds like a broken record with, but go watch Ted Lasso on Apple TV. <laughs> and I'm only saying that because it's now that tomorrow, as of recording this, is the last episode of season two. Um, you get a week's free with Apple TV Plus. The, the, the episodes are around a half hour each, and each season is 10 to 12 episodes. So if you really gave it a go over the course of the week, you could, if, if you find that it's your thing, uh, it's really easy to just keep watching. It's such a feel-good show. Um, there, in season two, there are two standalone episodes that you they don't really fit the main storyline. I sort of read that they were added after the main, tepi- main 10 episodes were completed. So there's a Christmas special, episode four. Then there's one called Beard After Hours that follows Coach Beard is one of the characters on a weird and sometimes trippy deviation from the main storyline. But either way, that is all that is to say, Ted Lasso, season two ends tomorrow. So if you were ever thinking of checking it out, it'd be a great time to do it. Make use of that free week on Apple TV+. And then even if you go over a little bit, it's only $5.99 a month Canadian to, to kind of for one month of Apple TV+. So go check it out. Then, I'm, really, I'm really curious because uh, Foundation is coming out soon, I think. If yes. It hasn't already. I think it, it actually started the September, was it September 29th, I think it was? Whatever okay, that Friday last week. was. Oh, yeah, it might have been October 1st, actually. Yeah, so we're that's kind of, that'll be our next Friday viewing once we've, <laughs> once we've, we're, we're finished with, uh, with Ted Lasso. We'll be moving on to that, so yeah. Uh, I guess other than that, uh, as a family, we watched Ryan Reynolds' Free Guy, Um over the weekend and kind of enjoyed it. I mean, if I were to summarize my feelings, not an incredible movie, but a thoroughly enjoyable one. Like it's one that you can kind of go, yeah, this is a bit cliche. Yeah, okay, I've seen that sort of thing done before, but it was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it's it's Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds and I like Ryan Reynolds, so I enjoyed it. Um, I saw that too, I guess, actually, yeah. Oh, you watched it? Yeah, uh, and, nice. I, and I have the same kind of ho-hum like it wasn't bad. I didn't feel like my time was wasted. I was certainly entertained. Uh, as someone that's played a lot of like RPG games and like um, MMOs and stuff like that, I've not really spent a lot of time in games like Grand Theft Auto, where basically you get to be like irresponsible assholes. Yeah, uh, no, but no thanks. Yeah, so I don't have quite as much in like in common with some of the jokes. Um, but there's definitely enough that I, I, I got the gist of a lot of things. Um, I'm trying to, I'm struggling to remember the name of the lead actress. I really enjoyed her in it. Um, as um well. her name was Jodie Comer as Millie 
actress's name. I, I really, I quite enjoyed her. Um, and actually, um, Taika Waititi, over the top. Oh, yeah. Uh, totally. as, as the CEO of, like, video game douchebaggery. Yeah. But but still like spot on in terms of like I I know it's a caricature I get it it's just down it's just real enough that uh, that it was believable for this film <laughs> uh, kind of like any of those like weird bosses that Tom Hanks had in the eighties you know like that kind of stuff mm-hmm. like they're eccentric and funny and weird in a character but still like not outside of like possibility. But what TD was, it wasn't funny, but he was like smarmy and annoying and like roll your eyes kind of character. And, and I liked him in that. Um, yeah, I thought he did it well. Yeah. How did you feel about the way that they ended Free Guy? Um, I actually was sort of okay with it because it was, I mean, at the risk of getting into spoilers too much, there's like love story relationship stuff that go on in the movie. It's not, I guess it's not really a spoiler. It's It's in the trailer. Um, well, and it's also telegraphed to you in the first 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a part of it. It's, it's not like you've got an action movie worth kind of that cliche love story. It's actually, it's part of that storyline. The main character, Ryan Reynolds character guy spots Molotov girl walking down the street while she's singing the song. And then he's like, she's the one. And you know, that's a huge part of it, but without spoiling it, I think, I think it went as well as it could have slash should have without it being so obvious right from the get-go even even though it was kind of obvious it um i was wondering how they were going to wrap that part of it up so i thought they they did an okay job on it i don't mind the obvious part of it i didn't like the way that they ended it like cinematically i was just like every cliche you can think of is in this movie except for the one payoff that you want at the end they don't give you it and instead they drag you out for another ending that you don't care about. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I really did at that point though, I was done. I didn't need to know how a uh, guy and his best friend at the bank ended up. Like I did, I didn't care. It didn't matter. You know, right. like, I was fine with that guy ever, like sacrificing himself as being a loss. Um, yeah, me too. I just, I felt that it was just, it was one of those run on endings where like everybody has to walk home for 20 minutes. I was just like, it, I kept on checking the timers. Like, is it over yet? Like when are the credits <laughs> going to roll? Didn't we just get the end scene that they almost showed and then sh- didn't? So that, yeah. that bothered me. The only thing I would say to counter that is that, you know, as a, as a family viewing movie, we all, we all liked Buddy. We thought Buddy was a great character throughout the entire thing. And mm-hmm. Buddy is Ryan Reynolds character's best friend in it so you know the the fact that he was there at the end as well that kind of made everyone go oh okay cool you know buddy's back we love buddy um but i I know what you mean though it was just this part of you that just felt like well he did the hero thing he sacrificed himself so that you know the main story arc that needed to complete was able to be completed it takes away any of the cost of exactly of, of freedom of you know what they're trying to achieve in the climax of the film um it kind of doesn't have enough weight if there's no cost to it i don't think i watched it in one sitting i think i ended up coming back to it the next day or the mm. next evening or something for no other reason than just you know it was either late or i got there's it got a little slow in the middle um, yeah. at which point I might have paused it, checked my phone, and then just 
lost an hour and then said, well, I'm going to bed. I'm not going to finish it now. And I find that that's usually how I can tell when I'm not interested in what's going on when I'm watching something. Like if I find myself on my phone, I'm just like, this isn't a very good show. <laughs> like I'm not, you know, I'm not <laughs> watching it. Whereas like, you know, I'm still watching episodes of The Bad Batch. I'm not on my phone during that show. Now they're short, but, you know, I'm watching them. I'm sitting down and actually watching them. Right. I know what you mean with this one. There was definitely like a, it felt like it was almost literally halfway in the movie, like a, a mid-movie lull or something like that, where you kind of go, hmm, energy just seemed, energy just seemed to drop. Like I, There are parts of me where I wish they, you know, Ryan Reynolds, love the guy, I think he's hilarious. I felt like they could have used that as he discovers his video game world mm-hmm. more. Like I would have, I would have liked to see more discovery of what's going on and what he's able to do, but it ended up being more of him just kind of doing tasks to level up which i didn't mind but it just felt like it was i don't know i felt like it could have used a little bit more he definitely has a bit of a like a ryan reynolds flair to the character guy mm-hmm. but guy stays within his box most of yes. the film he doesn't really stretch that much whereas no and i'm not saying that i want deadpool again i'm not sure i want like wisecracking all the time but i feel like there should have been some sort of growth especially when you figure out what like how guy came to be uh yeah. and how um the the main characters in the real world figure out who guy is i feel like that growth that change could have really been like okay now we can put some more reynolds personality into you know um kind of lean on his strengths more in, yeah in the like act two act well act three i guess yeah it came out near the very very end like the the little jokes between, um, you know, guy and the dude with each mm. other. There were a lot of kind of jokey stuff between the two of them at that point. Yeah, but it it felt like I would I would have enjoyed some more of that throughout. Yeah, the dude is where I checked out actually. That's where I rolled my eyes. I was like, okay, can we just <laughs> can we just finish this please? Because this is yeah. dumb. That's where it went dumb for me. I was like, oh god. I mean, I remember it from the trailer or an advertisement that I saw the dude. But I thought that was going to be like a like a gag moment. I thought it was going to be mm. like a 30-second blip in the middle of the film. Like archetype, action, muscle dude. Okay, done. Checkbox. We did it. Not like the climactic you know, part yeah. of, the whole, of the whole film. I was like, okay, this has gone on longer, way longer than I wanted it to. And I, I also found that like the whole like morphing his head onto the other body, it was just very... Even in like video game graphics, it was still very um, uncanny valley. Like it just something about it just yeah. really just kind of like wor- irked me the wrong way. I thought it was an odd choice too, because w- why, unless they specifically wanted to have, you know, Guy be defeated by a guy that looked like, you know, because Guy, be, for those of you who haven't seen it yet, Guy becomes this beloved character. It's just, he's an NPC, a non-player character who starts to become self-aware in the video game and so everyone loves him but then he starts to wreak havoc and cause cost money so then suddenly Antoine played by Taika Waititi starts to hate him and they want to get rid of them so the only thing I could the only reason I could think of that they would have put the dude with Ryan Reynolds face on him and the dude is crazy muscular he's like looks like he's seven feet tall and just a house of muscle the only reason I could think of that is they wanted to crush everyone's beloved character with everyone's beloved character. That's the only reason I could think of it. It it did seem weird to have his face on there. 
I can't remember his name. I think it's Aaron Reed is the bodybuilder that plays yeah. <laughs> that plays him. Yeah. He's a huge man. He's yeah. a very large individual. Um out of curiosity, because I was having this thought about Avengers and movies like Free Guy, where yes, it looks great, it looks super cool. Um, they've got a lot of special effects, a lot of special effects going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you walk around in the gaming world, you can see like, you know, res- you know, buy this here, re- restore your health here, this door opens this menu and blah, 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 that kind of stuff. Same thing um, was true of um, Detective Pikachu, the live action film, but it had Pokemon in it and they were really right. well done, right? You know, it was um, it was adorable. Actually, funny enough, I didn't mean this, but it's another Ryan Reynolds film. Um, oh right, true. true. Yeah, because uh, he voices Pikachu, which was hilarious, by the way. I really enjoyed. Yeah, so bizarre. Really enjoyed yeah. that movie, but like, again, didn't stick the landing. Not a great ending on that film either. But I'm curious because a lot of the things that are pulling me out of my experience with Avengers is the fact that they're trying to be super realistic and they can't do it yet. Uh, and then same thing with like uh, with Free Guy. With Free Guy. I feel like the whole dude thing could have been way better achieved if Free Guy was instead of being a live action movie was an animated film. True. I mean, I guess you then start to get into like Wreck-It Ralph t- territory. Um, yeah. But but like I kind of wonder cuz like I would I would love to play Avengers if it was like designed and animated like Incredibles. You know, like the Pixar film. Oh yeah. Film. That'd be cool. Like I don't need it to be super real. I mean, you can still have beautiful lighting. Like, look at what they did with Incredibles 2, Finding Nemo. Like, I mean, those are older films too. Like, the stuff that they can do with lighting and 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 character and, and powers and effects and stuff like that in animated films are just as good as any traditional film, if not better sometimes. Um, but without that Uncanny Valley stuff of like Ryan Reynolds' face on a bodybuilder's body uh, or in my case, playing Avengers, like if, you know, Kamala Khan, I mean, like if she was basically like Elastigirl or animated in that way, it would be fantastic. I don't need her to look super realistic because what she's doing is so unrealistic that it doesn't really matter. Uh, well, they could I, have made it like comic book style even. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It could have been tune shaded. could have been like um, Borderlands, like, you know, the yeah. black line around everything, stuff like that. They could have done that too. Um, but yeah, like I feel like, because there's moments when they show a close-up of, of, of Kamala Khan in that game where, like, you can see the pores in her skin. And it's outside of the mouth, which is where things start to fall apart in a lot of models. Um, the eyes and the acting and the voice acting and the lighting and, the, like, it really is cool. Uh, it looks fantastic. We, I remember sitting there thinking, like, wow, this is a video game. Like, this is pretty cool looking, uh, nice. and, and especially in some shots. But at the same time, like when you have those other moments that pull you out of it, like in Free Guy, I kind of wonder like if some of these films would be better if they were just straight up animated or partly animated, like have all the real world stuff be real world actors and that kind of thing. And then when we're in the video game, have it be like cartoony. You know, why not? Moving on into the Internet Minute, which is brought to you by you, dear listener. The Citadel Cafe is 100% listener supported. If you get value out of the show, consider putting a little bit of value back in. You can do that by becoming a member at patreon.com slash the Citadel Cafe. Joining at any level will get you an invite to the member-only Discord server, which is shared with my Twitch channel and my personal Patreon. So there's a good 100 people or more in there. So it's a fun place to chat about nerdy stuff. 
Uh, I post updates about Twitch. We post stuff about video games we're playing. We talk about films. There's a spoiler room for people that are worried about that kind of thing. It's a really fun place. We are at 24, which is down one patron from last week. If you'd like to be patron number 25, then check out patreon.com slash the Citadel Cafe. What is your pick this week, Stephen? My pick is Inktober. So I, I love this time of year because Inktober is always back with, with, you know, yes, it's getting close to Halloween. So get yourselves, get your houses dressed up and your costumes ready. And yes, you can get pumpkin spice everything again. But I, I love Inktober because it's it's basically where creatives they'll do an ink drawing every single day of october and share it online so it's you know artist jake parker created inktober back in 2009 just as a way to challenge himself and improve his inking skills and then since then it's kind of blown up a lot of people do it and, and if you're interested just basically choose the social your social media platform of choice uh look for hashtags like hashtag inktober and hashtag inktober 2021 and yeah, check out the artwork. And if you're interested in participating, go check out inktober.com. A tie-in to this show, actually. Uh, Peyton Francis on Instagram is taking part in Inktober. Uh, and nice. so far, I'm looking at uh, six posts. I mean, it's only the seventh today. The day is not over yet. Um, but yeah, so if you're interested in what kind of things are happening, then uh, it's a good hashtag to discover new artists. Uh, some people do different things. It's not always black and white. Some people use colored ink. Some people do digital mm -hmm. inks. Uh, some people do traditional. I attempted Inktober a number of times and I never finished it. I never did. Um, I just, <laughs> I end up creating these more detailed pieces. And unfortunately you get caught up in people that are either very quick drawing. Uh, they... Uh, have a lot of ideas on hand. They're using a prompt list or there's a, there's a prompt list that's provided by Inktober as well. But like it gets kind of like not competitive, but it's, you start to look at the grass on the other side of the fence when people are posting like these crazy yeah. elaborate drawings like every single day. And I never had any time to, to do that when I was attempting this. Um, but really the spirit behind it is to just draw every day, not necessarily finish the drawing um right i know that one year um because of how busy he was uh jake parker was doing one drawing and adding to it daily and he was adding like you know a character or an effect or a vehicle or something and so it got easier over time because as you're piling these characters into the background maybe you're only drawing a head a shoulder and an arm right so that it doesn't take yeah. all day to draw <laughs> like a head to toe you know character or drawing and uh and so there are ways to do it and participate that are not necessarily like doing a complete you know ink drawing uh, and i know peyton pretty well and looking at his uh, work on instagram like he's not spending hours and hours and hours like these are things he's probably like doodling in front of the tv or coming up with and just kind of like they're one-offs they're simple they're meant to be completed in in one sitting sort of idea uh, one short sitting, I would imagine, because he works full time, you know, like, so that, that kind of stuff is, is a more feasible way to just kind of participate. And, um, yeah, I've definitely found some fantastic people, um, doing Inktober, especially if you follow mm -hmm. anybody that does like comic book inking, like if you've got some local people that do yeah. follow, like if you've, if you've got some favorite inking, um, artists in in comic books because they're so fast at it like scotty young i don't know if he's doing inktober this year but scotty young has got a very quick style the guy just jams out artwork all the time and like that that kind of a thing is just really fun to see what someone that has 
that kind of honed precision can do every day, it's really, it can be very inspiring. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Citadel Cafe. If you'd like to get more information about the show and links to some of the things that Stephen and I talked about tonight, you can check that out at thecitadelcafe.com. Music for the show is composed by Kevin McLeod. You can email us at thecitadelcafe at gmail.com or find the show by name on Twitter. Listen for free on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and YouTube. If you'd like to spread the word, just tell a friend about the Citadel Cafe and where they can go to listen to it. My name is Joel Duggan, and you can find everything I am doing online, including my illustration and design portfolio at joelduggan.com. Check out my other podcast, all about Minecraft, at thespawnchunks.com. And again, a reminder that on October 16th on uh, Pixel Rift's Twitch channel, we'll be covering Minecraft Live at 1 p.m. Atlantic. That's 12 p.m. Eastern time. You can follow me at Joel Duggan on social media, and I'll point you towards twitch.tv slash joelduggan, where I am streaming satisfactory Minecraft and who knows what else. Stephen, where can people find you online? Still the easiest place to find me is on Twitch at twitch.tv slash stephenesc. Still playing a lot of Minecraft, making solid progress on my stair monument. Just really struggled with the lighting and the floor pattern for a while, but I think I've got that kind of locked in now, which is making me excited finally. So come check it out there. You've been listening to the Citadel Cafe, where we are fast, easy, and cheap, but you can only pick two.